what's up y'all oh my god oh my god oh my gosh so y'all it's season four of girls in another level like i can't believe it like y'all been sticking with me for four seasons but i'm excited um we're gonna be speaking with different women new women different careers different journeys different stories on how they got to where they are so i'm excited for you guys to listen to this season um and kind of go on this journey with me um so i'm very excited and you know usually i would start off with the scripture that's near and dear to my heart just a little pick me up to motivate me and keep me encouraged but i came across this instagram post um like a couple of days ago and the title was manifestation monday and although this episode is not airing on a Monday, I think the message um, and the statement that was made on this post will stand for any day. You can manifest this in the air, any day, any time, whatever. So this is how we're going to start season four off because I am manifesting myself. I'm manifesting more success within this podcast, within my other businesses with me finishing school because I need y'all to pray for me that I make it on through for this last semester but um yeah so the quote and what I would like you guys to repeat so the manifestation quote says I declare that I am whole nothing missing nothing broken I let go of drama insecurities fear and doubt I am a reflection of God and because I seek him my relationship is a reflection of who he created me to be. Now, I don't know who quoted that, but that quote right there is doing numbers for me. So I have made it a point to make sure that I put that out into the atmosphere over my life. So thank you guys once again for joining me this season. So from this clip that I'm about to play, can you guys guess what career we're going to be talking about today? can I do for you today? Don't give me no fro. Just keep my curls neat and tight, and then maybe you can pin it up for me. Not a problem. All right, guys, so welcome back to another episode of Girls on, the, on Another Level. I can't even say my own uh, brand right. <laughs> but today, I have the honor and privilege to interview Shawnice Jackson. And if you guys don't know who that is, um, she was on the hit show Married at First Sight, uh, but that is not all that she's known for. So everyone that's listening, I want you guys to welcome in Shawnice. How are you doing today? I'm doing good, just in the shop, working on some wigs and things. Okay, okay. Uh, so can you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? My name is Shawnice, as you know. I am a 32-year-old professional cosmetologist. Um, as you said before, I was married at first sight on TV. Um, that was seemed so long ago, but then it seemed so fast too. About three years ago, I got married to my husband. He was a stranger. And then less than, literally less than a year of us being married, <laughs> we had our daughter. So I am a mom of a toddler. She'll be two very soon. Um, I own a salon and I also have my own wig line that I own. So 
I'm like a boss mom, boss wife, all different things. And also I'm an employee, so I'm pretty much of a lot of things. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's a lot. Um, I just want to go ahead and jump into it. How do you balance all that being a mother, being a business owner, having salon, being in charge of other people? How, how do you balance all that? Girl, it's hard. I will say this. Um, my salon is pretty much like the shop for everything that I do. And I am the only one here. Um, unless my mom comes in cause she's also a cosmetologist and she'll work and help me and assist me. And if she has some of her people that she comes and, um, take care of, then she'll be here. But majority of the things that is ran in the salon is all for me. Um, I'm a full-time employee. I'm actually a wig fitter at a hospital. Um, so I fit wigs on cancer patients for women who lost on um, their hair due to alopecia, um, chemotherapy-induced alopecia, should I say. And then also some women have alopecia in general that come there too. Um, so I've been doing that for about, for about two years. Um, and managing and balancing, I don't even know how I do it. To this day, I still don't know how I do it. I really can depend on my family so i'm blessed with that like having my husband jesse having my mom around and sometimes my sisters around definitely help me with kind of juggling um mm -hmm. i don't think you can ever find true balance but as long as you find little things and ask for help when you need to you'll be able to manage and juggle as much as you can um but it's hard it really 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 is hard Wow, that's amazing. So um, I assume that you've been doing hair um, all your life. Is that correct? Correct. Yes, I've actually been licensed to do hair since 2006. But my godmother's a cosmetologist. My mom's a cosmetologist. My stepdad's a barber. My dad went to barbering school for a little bit, but he said he didn't want to do it after a while. Then my uncle also went to beauty school. And then he decided he don't want to do it. So like hair has always been in my family. Um, so it was just like a natural born gift. Um, actually, I've been into like fashion. That's what I wanted to go to college for. I went for a little bit. I went to college for fashion design um, for a little bit and completed my certificate in that. Um, but initially hair was kind of like the thing that got me through. Um, so mm -hmm. I stuck with that. Oh, wow. That's amazing. So I'm a person, um, I'm not that well um, informed on how to do my hair. Um, I get low maintenance styles, like right now I'm in braids because I don't really know. The only thing I can do is get someone to blow dry my hair and I can straighten it. <laughs> that is all that I can do. Um, so how do you spice up and learn new skills um, when it comes to doing hair? So when it comes to doing hair, I'm pretty much natural, healthy hair care type of girl. There's stylists that are great and they do a bunch of things and I commend them and I big up all the stylists, but I'm pretty much just basics um, because I just believe in healthy hair care first and then everything else is secondary. 
Um, and I'm very low maintenance. People talk about me all the time. How are you a hairdresser if you don't do your hair? And it's like, I have so many things that I'm juggling. The last thing I'm focused on is making sure my hair looks A1 24-7. Like, I just don't have that time. So as long as my hair is up in a ponytail or something and I look presentable, that's what my main goal is because I have so much other things that I'm taking care of. Um, and also, like, it's funny that you say that because now I'm trying to focus more so on my business with COVID-19, um, with that happening, it kind of shook the world. So mm -hmm. as a business owner, I'm always trying to think of new ways and things to do um, moving forward. And with COVID, I'm like, okay, if people can't physically come to me, and then now people can physically come see me, but it's so many rules and regulations, how am I able to still present and, um, you know, give them something or give them part of me that'll be easy and convenient and they can order it from me online. So I've been coming up with these different concepts on virtual visits, on just instant things that they can do, um, instant hairstyles, quick and easy and stuff like that. So I'm really trying to gear towards that now because we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know how long this COVID's going to last. We don't know if there's a second half of it. So I'm always trying to think ahead and still be able to say, you know what, since you're at home or since you're low maintenance, you can still have you can still have your hair look nice or you can still have a piece of shiny, whether it's a ponytail wrap, whether it's a wig, <laughs> you still have a piece of shiny. So I'm just trying to think of in, a, in um, ways of, you know, getting people you know, to have a piece of me when they can't really actually have a piece of me. And then also my fan base is kind of everywhere. I'm in Boston. Well, I'm in Rhode Island now, but I'm still in between like Boston and Providence area. And only a certain amount of people who are actually my fans live in this area. So, so many people ask me like, how can I purchase something for you? How can I do this? And how can I do that? I'm like, oh, I don't know how. Like, I like to be there. I'm a perfectionist. So I like to make sure I know what's going on. I like to make sure I'm there. I like to make sure your measurements for your wig is, you know, A1 perfect. And I'm like, how do I still be able to reach out to those people and give these people what they need? So I'm, you know, thinking of those ways of having like the virtual salon type setup thing. I don't know. I'm still in the process of thinking about those things. Oh, wow. That's amazing. I think that's awesome because women care about their hair. And it's like, yeah. especially when COVID first started, you know, nothing was open. So I really did not know what to do. <laughs> so, right. <laughs> that's amazing that you're trying to come up with, you know, ways that's not just going to help for the time that we're in right now, but that's going to be something new and innovative that other people may pick up on and want to follow because that's something that you created. So that's amazing. Thank you. Thank you. No yeah. I mean, it's so many people, I will say this in 2019, there's so many people booming that are doing things from home or that are able to virtually, you know, present something or they have a product that they're selling online through this COVID. I mean, nobody can do anything. What else are they going to spend their money on? when you think about it you know like so if you have things that's online and you're and people see you and you're out there and you're still able to do or give what you're normally used to doing just not them being physically there people are going to want to still purchase your products or they're going to still need it for some type of way so 
I always encourage people, you know, figure out what it is that you can. If there's something that you're good at, whether you do ponytails and you're good at doing ponytails, figure out a way of making ponytails so people can buy those ponytails. And they may not look exactly how they look when you do them in the salon, but if they can get it to look somewhat decent and it's easy, quick and go, do it. Mm -hmm. Do it. Because, you know, it's just some people need that and the convenience of things and stuff like that. I know if I had quick things to put on, I would, but making wigs for myself all the time, it, it sounds so selfish because I'm constantly, you know, making wigs for other people or doing their hair that I don't even take the time to make myself a wig every day. But if I had a wig every day to put on, I think I would do it. I, you know, I used to do that before I had Laura. <laughs> I made a wig. It's, it's called my Married at First Sight wig. I made a wig just for TV because I was like, you know what? I just started my wig line. I'm about to make me a wig just for, you know, me going on this show. Mm-hmm. And I tell you, that wig came in so much handy. It came in so many times. I was able to just quickly put them on and then go. But now I just don't even have the time, <laughs> it feels like. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. So speaking of married at first sight, I don't want to focus too much on that because you're so much more than that. But how Thank has you. it changed um, your life being that you've grown up doing hair um, and making wigs? So how has that progressed or maybe kind of you know, had some some type of small negative outlook on you doing hair? So, like I said before, you can honestly never find balance. I literally took two years. I had clients before I went into the hospital and having my daughter, I was, you know, trying to think ahead, like, you know, I got to make sure we have insurance. I got to make sure this and that, make sure I have a steady paying job. And I left all my clients. Like, they understood why I was doing it, and I left them. And it took two years for me to get back on track. But it it affected me negatively because I lost the people that I had before. But it also affected me positively because I got a husband out of that, a great husband out of that. I have a beautiful daughter out of that. I have this large fan base who knows who I am. They know what I'm doing and what I'm capable of. So it helped me in that sense. So now that, like I said, I took two years, dang, almost three years off um, to kind of focus on the family thing. And now that I'm actually coming back into Shawnee's, that's my salon, that's my wigs and everything. Like I'm getting back into the groove of that. so it's weird. Like I said, you can never really find balance. And I always believe I was able to do everything. And that is true. As a woman, you can do everything. You just can't do everything all at once. And that was the biggest lesson, the biggest lesson that I had to learn. And I'm still learning that daily is that, yes, we can do everything. It just may not be all at once. And I had to figure that out. I had to let some things go, but it also helped me move forward too in kind of um, planning a little bit more of a structure type of business or lifestyle or how I want to, you know, do things that allowed me to communicate more with my husband because now it's like, okay, 
I'm trying to relaunch this. I'm going to need more time. You're working on these days. We need to do this. So it, it's crazy. It, it, it's weird. It's hard to explain. I, I tell people you just got to kind of live through. And as women, we're naturally born to kind of push through and push forward. But mm-hmm. I always try to tell people, don't ever get discouraged and think you can't do anything or you can't do this or you can't do that because you have a husband or because you have kids or you have a family or someone you're taking care of. You can it just may not be all at once. So you have to figure out when's your time to do those things. Wow, that's amazing. That It's crazy that you actually mentioned that because um, I don't know if you have Twitter, but I was on Twitter recently and there was a tweet and I'm not going to quote it exactly. I'm not really sure exactly what it was saying, but it said something along the lines of... Um, stop glamorizing overworking because stress kills and it's just Mm -hmm. funny that you brought that up because i know a lot of times small business owners um such as myself and a lot of people that i i know that have businesses um they tend to like to overwork themselves and they're always trying Mm -hmm. to prove to this person and the next person that they can do it that they're successful So just hearing you break it down from someone who, you know, has more of a status, um, people can relate and it's kind of like they don't want to hear it, you know, because they think, okay, well, that's not what, you know, I I can't even think of a person, a business owner, that's not what P. Diddy's doing, you know, like he's work, work, work. And it's like, no, that's that's not how it goes. You have to take time out. And I'm a person, I'm starting and organizing and getting everything structured but it's it's a balance like you said it's it's going to take time to get used to but I just felt like that will be a relief for people that are going to listen to this because they're always seeing the outside or thinking that it's only the outside that's happening when there's so much work being done on the inside that you can you know alleviate stress because you don't have to do that all at one time. Right, 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 right. No, you're absolutely right. I I kind of look at things like this. What's meant for you is there for you. And sometimes you got to go through the process. Sometimes you got to go through the steps. Sometimes you got to go through the motions to get through those things. You know, sometimes those are life lessons that you have to go through. And you also have to think about what you want, what you want out of life. I want a career, yes, but am I willing to sacrifice my career for a family? Yes, because at the end of the day, that's what I've always wanted. That's what I've always dreamed of. So if my family can help me get to where I need to go in my career, I'd rather go that route than to just focus on my career, focus on my career, focus on my career, focus on my career. I don't have time to date, don't have time to, you know, even if I am dating or with somebody, I'm, I'm saying, oh, I don't want to have kids right now because the career, da, 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 da. I'm just not that person. There are people that it is like that, and I commend people like that. But also, you have to think about what it is that you want in your life. And those are the things that you have to, you know, stop and think about and then push forward to those things. Some people just want to have their career and don't want kids. There's nothing wrong with that. And those are the people that you see doing what they got to do, working long hours that they have to work and do those things. And then you see people that 
are trying to juggle and manage either stressing themselves out or they get sick or something happens and they're like, what the heck? Sometimes you have to stop. You have to just stop, figure things out, and then you can get back and continue. Like I said, the money's always going to be there. Somebody's always going to be doing something, yes, but you are always going to be you. There is something about you that may be different that people will gravitate to, and you will get those people, whether you start it when you're young or if you start it when you're old. It'll, it'll be there for you. And I think sometimes we get caught up in, oh my God, I got to do this because the next person's doing this. I tell people, I'm constantly thinking. If you want to think about how many hours a day I'm working, 24-7. But in reality, I'm not at work 24-7. I may be at home on the couch and I'm thinking of a business idea or something like that. Like, mm-hmm. those are things you're like, okay, well, I'm at home. I'm supposed to be working. You know, I mean, I'm supposed to be enjoying time with my family, but I'm thinking about work. Like, those are the things that you can say that count to you working, you know? But if you're physically up till three in the morning, four in the morning, and waking back up at eight o'clock in the morning to grind and do what you got to do, you're going to overwork yourself. You're going to overwork us as humans. We can only take but so much. You know, we can't just fuel off of money or career. You know, we have to sleep. We have to feed ourselves and stuff like that. So I think sometimes with small businesses, we get caught up in trying to, you know, trying to do what we got to do and get to where we're going to feel like we're going ahead. And sometimes you have to stop. It's hard. It really is hard. I'm not even going to sit here and lie to you and tell you it's easy. And it sounds it's easy, but it's not. Yeah, it's just something, you know, I guess with each person, each person is different. So when they feel mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. they need to let something go, you know, but I know for me, I, I do have to let some things go. So I'm definitely going to keep trying to balance everything. But um, that was some great advice for people that are listening. That's just, that's like everyday life. It's not even with business, like anything you're you're doing. So that's amazing. But before we kind of end and wrap up a little bit, I want to talk about these wigs, okay? Because (laughs) (laughs) I can't make, well, I already told you, can't even do hair. So how, what is the process like in making a wig? And especially if you're doing a custom wig, what is the creative process in coming up with the style and all that stuff? So there's two sides, um, and since we're talking about business, I will start with the um, wig line that I had created recently. Um, so the wig line, I've always been doing wigs. I think I started my first wig probably in 2015, maybe 2016. I got married in 2017. Around that time, I had started, you know, making wigs and going into yes, Shawnee styles and everything like that. Um, but rewind to today, I spent two years at the hospital um, doing the wigs and I realized there was a need and a lack for wigs for ethnic people, for women of color. And I'm like, why do they have all these these wigs? And none of them look, you know, like hair that we have or style that we have or the lace is transparent and on darker skin, it looks like you have plastic on top of your head. Um, and then as a cosmetologist and a black woman, I've understood, you know, like the, when we do our hair, we want our leaves, we want it to look nice, that we want it to look natural and stuff like that. So 
these synthetic wigs are like 200 300 400 500 dollars people are not going to pay that when they can go to the beauty shop supply and get a 40 dollar wig with our okay. texture our curls and stuff um so i did my research and working you know in that industry and being a cosmetology just i created this wig line with hairstylists in mind and then also the customer in mind um so they're synthetic yes but they're crafted in a way to be comfortable for someone who is bald. Um, someone they don't, someone who's bald, they don't need combs, they don't need a wig grip, they don't um, a wig band or whatever in the back of their head for too much tension. Like they don't need all those things because they've either temporarily lost their hair, and mm-hmm. you still want the follicles and stuff to grow. You want that stuff to breathe, so you don't want lace glue and all that of those things on it. Or they have alopecia and they want to be comfortable if they're wearing it all day. Um, so I formulated this wig line for women who suffer from hair loss due to chemotherapy, alopecia, or regular alopecia. I created that. Um, so those are my medical purpose wigs. Back to um, Shani's Styles wigs, those are com- custom wigs. Um, I used to make them by hand. Then I took a class in 2016 and I learned how to make them on a machine. So instead of all day, I can make one in two and a half hour hours, just creating it. Yeah, exactly. Wow. So I, I'm not sitting there all day sewing or trying to be really fast stitching. No, I don't have time or patience for that. So my fashion <laughs> design skills kicked in because I knew how to use a machine and I'm like, oh, this is perfect. Um, so I got down to like two and a half hours making a wig. Um, but it comes with, you know, like nowadays people are big on like lace and custom and stuff like that. So people pretty much know how lace looks. You just want to make sure that the measurements and size of the head's correct. Now, um, they have lace tent. So I've been focusing on making sure that the lace, um, is the same color as the, uh, skin. So that way Mm -hmm. it's you know, looks more natural. And then also I learned how to place individual hairs on lace. And I've been telling people like, yeah, the stuff you see on Instagram, that's nice. That might be HD lace, but that's only going to be a one-time wear. So if you want to spend $800 on a high definition wig or $1,000 on an HD lace wig, you're only going to get one wear out of it. Maybe try and squeeze in two. But because of the lace glue and stuff, and the lace is very, very thin, so you don't see it. It's like Beyonce lace. It's not mm-hmm. going to uphold you that long. You pluck in all the hair. The hair is going to shed too long. So there's little tips that I try to tell my um, customer when they come to me, because I actually go off a picture. I tell them, send me a picture of what you're looking for. I'll tell you what you need. I don't get involved with hair vendors or anything because I can guarantee what I'm creating for you. I can't guarantee what they're telling me is that's in this hair. And I don't have $1,000 to travel to different countries to see who has really good hair or not. So I'm big on what I say. I stand by it. So I usually tell them, okay, well, you're going to need four bundles of hair. You're going to need this type of lace closure. And they bring it to me. And that's how I create the wigs. Um, because like I said, when you're vend- you're looking for vendors and you become responsible. So if somebody's spending five to $800 because the hair costs about three fifty by itself, and then you still have to pay to make the wig, they're spending like $800 to $1,000 on just a wig. 
I, I can't guarantee that this hair is not going to tangle up after I color it or after you wash it at home once. Like, I just can't do that. So that doesn't sit right in my heart. So I tell them do their research on their hair. If you want to find a vendor, I do know a couple of vendors that I felt were really good hair. Here you go if you want to try them. But I take that responsibility off of me because it just wouldn't sit right. I can't take a whole bunch of money from someone knowing that that's not, they're not going to get their money's worth. So I really just create the way you come to me with the hair. I'll create it. You have a style or color you want. I'll color it, create it do it for you the best that I can. Now, if there's an issue in between them, then I tell them, okay, here goes your options. Do you want to do this? How long are you going to wear it? Do you really need a frontal? You can get by with a five by five. So, you know, I try to think about and take all of that in consideration, their lifestyle and what they really want and try to come up with a product that I think would be best for them. Wow. That's amazing. I think a lot of people, just from what I see on Instagram, you know, all of these celebrity hairstylists, they're just things or making wigs that's trendy. Like mm -hmm. people are only wanting to get these wigs done because they see so-and-so do it. And it's like, maybe that's not going to work for you, you know? So I like right. that you actually right. take the time to know your client and know what their want and needs are for their hair. So that's ooh. Yeah, that's rule number one. <laughs> yeah, I've been seeing these wig, these wig makers, and you know, because I'm constantly looking, I'm constantly seeing what's new, and I'm constantly paying for lessons and styles and stuff from some of these people that you see on Instagram, and I'm just like, this is what they're doing. Oh my god, this is how much they're selling the wigs, and. I go to some of these classes and they're telling me about other people that make wigs and they went to these classes, but they were this and that. So, you know, I hear and I, I see things out there, but I just, my main focus is the client. The customer is number one. Got to listen to what they're looking for. And then I'm going to give you my professional opinion. So we can come, either you go with what I say, or we can meet in the middle. Or if I feel like I can't do it, I'm not taking on that project because I don't want to be liable for creating something that I know I'm not capable of doing or something that I know is not going to last you unless you say listen I don't care just do your magic on this I don't care if you charge me x y and z and I don't care if it doesn't last me and it only holds me for two hours and I'm like are you sure and they say mm -hmm. yeah and then I'm like okay cool but even so I might bug them and make a fuss and say no go to somebody else <laughs> Oh, but man. for the most part, yes, I try to understand my client first and then I tell them what my prof professional advice or opinion is. And then we pretty much meet in the middle. Most of the time they go by what I say anyways because they trust what I'm, you know, my work and my craft. But mm -hmm. sometimes if they want a little bit of extra or they think that it should be this, then we, you know, I sometimes meet them in the middle and we're good. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Um, so as we kind of wrap up, um, did you have any goals that you're looking to accomplish um, towards the end of this year or going into next year surrounding um, your wig line or um, your salon? Um, so yeah, like my goal is to um, eventually like open my shop up to like everybody. 
Um, like I said, a lot of things have been put on hold because I was working and then COVID happened. So my doors aren't completely open for everybody. So I'm going to work on that. So hopefully by fall, I can have the doors open for, you know, welcoming whoever. Um, my wig line, I am really pushing for that because I think there is a need. Uh, well, I know there's a need for ethnic wigs and women with hair loss and, um, you know, I just want to focus on putting that out there and getting that out there. But like I said, a lot of things are on hold because of COVID and a lot of boutiques that I would usually go to are like in hospitals and stuff like that. So they have their own regulations. I'm actually not working as a wig fitter right now because they're still trying to figure out what, you know, ways to go about doing the wig fitting services. So that's been pushed back as far as going out and reaching out to those companies. But I'm always, I'm always doing something. I'm always pushing. It's just my business. I am trying to get back to Shawnee's and doing what I love doing and wigs. I love doing hair, but I enjoy doing wigs because it's just like my peace of mind. Like it's just a way that I free myself with mm -hmm. everything that's going on when I get away from my house and the baby and the husband and stuff like that's just my moment to me I'm able to perfect my craft and you know listen to my music and do and vibe out so I enjoy doing wigs um so coming up and with those different concepts and trying to figure out ways to launch these wigs for people to actually take it outside of the New England area mm -hmm. um is really what I'm you know focusing on as far as doing myself because my um hair loss wigs those are manufactured so i found a manufacturer for those i'm able to you know get big mass orders and wholesale those wigs so those are a separate thing in itself but as far as shawnee's and doing hair and, and being in my um hair business i really enjoy you know doing the wigs and i'm trying to focus on virtually doing things for people that can't actually get to me <laughs> Right. That's amazing. Um, I wish you nothing but continued success. And it was just amazing um, to hear because I watched the show. My friend got me into Married at First Sight and I would see like the little small, you know, clips of you, you know, talking um, briefly uh, about, you know, you doing hair and, you know, having your own business. So it was nice to hear actually, you know, what you do and all of that so that was very very awesome to hear um but of course we have to you know you got to shout out your social media where they can buy these wigs oh yes 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 wigs. yes um so they can follow me i do most of the things that i do on instagram um um so my instagram handle is yes s styles underscore um and i do have twitter it's at my handle is at Tweet Shawnees. Yes. Um, so it's Tweet Shawnees for that. And then I'm working on my new Facebook page and stuff like that since I haven't used it in so long. I think the first time, the last time I used my, my Facebook page is when I first launched my business, my wig business. Um, so I got to get that together. But <laughs> most of the time you can find me on Instagram. That's where I'm active the most. And you could just see what I'm up to and catch up to me. And I want to say one thing. Y'all better stop teasing. People better stop teasing people out here about 
how they look on TV, okay? Because we are real people. And I will say for me personally, I am living a real life. Like, I don't have a personal assistant. So I can't wake up and get dolled up. And especially if I'm sitting in my house. <laughs> We're taking right. a couple of cam right now. And people are like, Shawnee's looks tired. I'm in my house. I'm not about to get up and spend two hours. Because that's how long it usually takes me to do my hair and makeup. Two hours to look glammed up for the camera and then turn around only do like a five, 15 minute segment for you guys to see for only two minutes. I'm not doing that. I'm in the house. <laughs> no, so I I'm just want to say, they better leave me alone. <laughs> they not dolled up in their house either. So it's okay. And they know it. They know it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But thank you so much. I am happy to have done this interview and I wish you all the best. Thank you so, so much. I really appreciate it. So before we go, of course, I have to do the business spotlight. So this week, before we even get into this week, I just wanted to be known um, that I'm always looking for different small businesses, black owned businesses that I can highlight. So if you go onto my Instagram at wearegoalinc, I have a portion where you can submit um, information about your business. That way I can highlight it because, listen, who else is going to support us other than us, period. So anyways, let's get into this week's business spotlight. And it's going to go to none other than my girl Ishay. Yes, so she has made it to my business spotlight. And the name of her business is EK Lash Co. So, listen, ladies, it's all cool and dandy, you know, to have the strip lashes and, and put the glue on, yada, yada. But let's have somebody else do it for us for a change, you know what I'm saying? And my sis Ishay, that's what she's going to do. And I don't know about y'all, but I'm a blinker. I can't even put eye drops in my eyes without me squinting and, and jumping around. But she has the patience to deal with that. So if you're wanting to get your lashes done and want some eyelash extensions, please follow her on Instagram and on Twitter at EK underscore Lash Co. Once again, her Instagram and Twitter is EK underscore Lash Co. All right, guys. So thank you again for tuning in to this week's episode and I will catch you next week.